If you're ready to step out and be more visible, you're in the right place. Today's show is just for you. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad you're here. Today we're talking visibility. It's the name of the game. If we plan to become profitable, stay profitable, and grow our business, we absolutely have to be seen. And the good news is in order to be visible, it doesn't mean that we have to always be on camera at the local events and all the places that we think of where we have to actually show up in person. I'm not knocking any of those things. We definitely need to have that in our mix. But I also love that there are other ways to be visible in front of people to keep our content and to keep our work in front of people where they can see it and know that we have solutions, products, services that can help them wherever they are. I'm so happy to have Meredith Leapout with us today. One of her innate gifts is that she's able to look at you, what you're doing in your business, the products or services that you have, and come up with ways for you to become more visible. She has a wide array of different ways to help you get your message out there and even help you clarify that message because, you know, sometimes we're so close to it that we don't see things as clearly as someone else looking in. So she can help simplify the message or add to it whatever it is that missing piece. I know she's done it for me and my business. And while she is able to do those things, she is such an expert and pro at getting media connections. I just remember during our interview, she had gotten me booked on the local ABC affiliate here in Columbus. She's just a master at it. She's going to share some of that with us today to get more of her definitely looking the show notes, join her Facebook group, get in there. She provides so much value that will really help you up your game. Let me go ahead and read you her bio and then we'll jump into the interview. Meredith helps authors, speakers, and experts book their first several local lifestyle TV shows, game brand building media coverage, and industry business journals, magazines, and blogs, and showcase their expertise on podcasts. Her infectious let's make it happen attitude spurs clients into action as she guides them to greater visibility and connection with their ideal clients. Let's listen in. Happy New Year, Meredith. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. It's so awesome to be with you here and to kick off the new year with you. I love it. We have known each other now for a really long time. I'm finding all my guests. (laughs) I'm so blessed to know so many incredible, remarkable women. I think it's been about 12 years now. We're right around the same time, right? You've been in business 12 years now. 
That's right. That's exactly right. And we're both here in Columbus, Ohio. There's so much going on here. <laughs> Except for last year, of course, where we all just stayed home. <laughs> exactly. Meredith, I'm asking everybody, since it is the beginning of the year, do you do word of the year, theme of the year? Do you do that? I used to do that. And then I realized I would never really follow through with it. So really like in the past week, I've been thinking, am I going to have a word of the year? And my answer is no, I'm not going to do it this year because it seems like it's not a fruitful act for me. And there are different ways I think that I could go about bringing intention into my year. So I am not doing it. I am on team not doing it for 2021. How about you? All right. Well, I am. I don't really pick a word. I let my word come to me and I'm okay if it doesn't. And I always approach it that way. So if it comes great, and if it doesn't, that's okay too. Mine for this year is ready. And I have seen when it showed up, I knew it was perfect. And it came in a moment and it always shows up that way. Like last year, my word was ease. Okay. And I've had people say, you know, you didn't have a lot of ease in your year last year. And I said, yeah, but you know what? It let me see where ease wasn't. And I could then change that. So I still set intentions and goals in my business and stuff like that, which I think some people use word of the year that way. I use it as just that word that makes me aware of things. So ready came up and now I see so many things because I like to dig deeper and I'm like, what am I ready for? Then it's like, oh my gosh, then you really get to define. I love it. And again, if it doesn't, if it doesn't come up, I'm okay with that too. Well, it's great what you're saying, because really, it gets back to the reticular activating system, which is that, you know, fancy word, the RAS. When you turn your attention to it, more things show up like that. So you're ready. And so now, of course, of course, things are showing up because you're ready, (laughs) right? Of course they are. And that's why I, that's part of why I said, oh, Tracy, you should probably think about what you're ready for. So, but I certainly respect that. If it if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. And the way it is with anything out in business or life, you know, you take what works and leave the rest. Absolutely. Well, Meredith, as you've been on this journey, I'm excited to hear what you're going to share today. That thing, one of the many things as we grow our businesses that shifted for you as you have been on this journey to becoming a profitable CEO. Well, yeah, it's interesting because this last year, you know, last year, 2020 was just a year of shifts, right? So I feel like last year I did make some shifts and I'm kind of in the process this year of shifting back. So for example, when COVID hit in March, you know, there was just, I was like many people like, oh my gosh, like, is my business even going to survive? Like what's going to happen? What ended up happening was my business actually started to grow because I started to do different things for my clients. And then when people came to me asking for help, I just did different things. So for example, you know, I've been coaching a lot of people, you know, coaching people on their media and their publicity and their outreach and their own owned media and things like that. And what happened when COVID hit was I had to switch how I did things and I went to more of a consulting role. So I started to actually do things for people instead of them, you know, hiring me to coach them on it. I actually just started to kind of like be their their outsourced person. And that's been fantastic. It's been really, really great. And I have definitely kept coaching clients and things like that this whole time. But I've had several clients do like some longer term and some shorter term consulting things. So I think toward the end of 2020, I started realizing it was time for me to get back into just 
pure coaching because that's where it's it's hard to keep putting on the different hats all day long, right? So I was like, okay, so now it's time to actually switch back because I can back to to coaching purely. You know, I think just as a person who just who's run a business just like you for 12 years, there are times when you do have to switch how you're servicing your clients. You have to look at what do they need now? How can you fulfill it? And then just determine if that's right for you. And for me, last year, when all that happened, that was the right decision for me. And I knew it wouldn't be a long-term decision. And thank goodness we are hopefully starting to like get out of you know this COVID situation. And it'll be a few more months still. I know I'm very aware of that. But as things start to go back into place, I think that the coaching piece of my business is really where I want to focus. So I have created new programs. And, you know, I've got a lot of new energy around coaching. So I think just, you know, it's always looking at what's what's that next level? How do I serve my market? How do I serve my people? So that's what happened last year. And now this year, I am putting a lot of effort into getting back into the coaching of people. I love that you made the point that you can make that shift for a season that it doesn't have to be forever. And just keeping that out there, that is, I think that's so incredible. As you were talking, I thought, oh my goodness, sometimes we are afraid to do that. It's like, well, no, this is what I know. And we hold tight to that. And, you know, we've seen that even before COVID with a lot of companies that have gone out of business because they wanted to do things the way that they did them way back when and not really being tuned into their audience and how their audience was shopping at that time, whether, you know, for anything, services, or products. Right. So Meredith, I heard you say, you know, it was right for you. Obviously, it was right for your audience. What was the thing like, what was going on that you saw that is just like, you know what, I let me step back here and reassess this situation. Everything was so crazy in March. Yes. And and I had some clients who were in some pretty dire situations and they asked if they could get out of their contracts, which of course I let them out because we just have to, we have to be there for each other. Right. And then I had other clients who said, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to communicate our changes. I don't know what changes we need to make. Can you help us in this way? You know? And, and so I just, I was just listening to people and what they were struggling with. I had one client who said, can you just do these particular things for us? I had to sit with that. Cause I was like, Oh gosh, like that's a little bit different than coaching. Can I? Yes, I physically and technically can. Do I want to? And so I sat with that for, you know, a little bit and I just decided, you know what? Yes, I, I would like to do this because it will sharpen me up. It will just like anything that's a little bit new and different just kind of challenges you in a new way. And then just like we talked about a minute ago with your word of the year and being in tune to that, as I was listening to other clients talk about what was going on, I was in tune to that. And so it was just this natural conversation of what would serve you? What would serve you best next? Well, I need to find somebody to do this or that. And I said, well, you know, would you like me to do that for you? And then we just figured it out. So a lot of it is just figuring it out as we go. Well, that's it. And being open to that. And again, that was my thing a few years ago is being open. Like I'm so open, I can't stand it. And boy, was that a year of growth. But it is, you have to be aware, you know, otherwise there's no connection. How can you be serving your audience in whatever way you serve them if you're not aware and listening to what they need? Absolutely. Surely put you out of business. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know personally, I reach out to you. It's like, oh, I need a Meredith fix. 
I need a Meredith because I was at that place in my business. And it was interesting to me because I don't, I didn't feel it last year, the way that a lot of people felt the shift. I had already, I was already in the process of a shift in my business. So I was living that and doing that head down. I think it didn't scare me or I wasn't affected in the way a lot of people were like having to make that shift. I was already in the process of making the shift, but even in that, oh my gosh, it was truly like giving birth. <laughs> you know, the labor pains and everything else. And that's, I reached out to you. It's like, okay, because there was just a piece missing and you are so good because of your communication skills and because of everything that you do in your business, you help me nail down that missing piece of my messaging. And after that, everything has fallen into place and continues to fall in place. I appreciate that you work with us, your clients, the way that you do, and you're so open about it, open to what we need, because I've done some of your programs early on. And right. then like, okay, and I've emailed you before. And I've said, when you've released something else, and I'm like, I don't think that's really what I need. This is what I need. And then it's like, okay, let's just do a, a consultation or, you know, what see what that comes from that. And I think that's what makes you even more successful is that you are in tune to that. Well, thank you. Well, I am, I am very lucky that I am, I get to be one of the people that you go to when you need things. So thank you for that. I just, you know, obviously I love working with you and I have, I just, I love my clients. Like you really get to know my clients. And when you really get to know who you're working with and you care about them, like you have to care about the people that you're working with. Right. And when you really care about them, then you're going to like, you can find ways to just help in the moment or help with a program that you're launching. So true. Meredith, I saw your media kit checklist. First of all, it's so pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but who doesn't love a good checklist? Sometimes we just, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Exactly. And I love this because it is so straightforward. We're going to put the link to your media kit in the show notes. I just want to make sure everybody has it now. I know a lot of people are working out or driving and listening. So obviously they, but for those who are, you know, at the office, you can go to risingstarpublicity.com forward slash media kit checklist. And I'll definitely put that in the show notes. That's what I want to talk about is where you are in your business now. It's always been media, visibility. That's always been your forte. And I've seen you grow and grow in the media part of things. Oh my goodness. I totally forgot. That was so long ago. You you got me booked on the local news in a morning thing at the beginning of the year one year. Oh my gosh, that's so you did. Oh my gosh, that's right. That was a January yeah. session because it was like a something about, you know, new year, you know, we always tying businesses into whatever's going on seasonally and you I think you had some tips for starting a business in the new year or vision boards I think was that one. Oh, vision boards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a great topic for January, right? Yeah. That yes. was so crazy. I was so long ago. <laughs> anyway, so you've already always been really good about connecting people with that. And that's, I think, one of your gifts is that you can tie either to events or seasonally where we're so close to our stuff, we don't see it. So what's going on now with the world being the way it is? What's going on in the media world? And Obviously, they don't want a bunch of people in and out of their studio. Right. Well, for television, you're absolutely right. Things have changed. And yet, they are still having guests on every day. So 
you're ta talking about like these morning shows um, in, in every city across the country. There are morning shows that have local guests on their, their television programs. But what they're doing now is they're doing Zoom calls. Like they're using technology and people are literally like in their home office or in their kitchens or wherever it makes sense for them to set up. And they are doing interviews on television live from their houses. So it's just, it's a little bit different. You don't get to schmooze, you know, with the anchors, you know, before or after or things like that. But people are doing live television still for sure across the country every single day. And these producers are filling spots for every single day. So there's lots of opportunity. And one of the great things right now with television is you don't have to drive anywhere, you know? And if you're using some sort of props or something, you don't have to schlep them in your car and all that kind of thing. So there's a really interesting opportunity right now to go on a live lifestyle TV show where, you know, it's you as the expert going in and giving your tips, sharing value, that kind of thing, and doing it right from your home. That is wonderful. And as we do that, oh, I'm just thinking like now that I remembering back, I remember I had left something at home that I either lipstick or something, there was something and I was just, you know, and you're in this space and you just have to make do yes. and making do though. That's, we just see that we humans just are able to overcome situations noticed early on the late night show hosts where they were just going live from home. So Zoom, right. <laughs> you know, we've been using zoom since it came out and now like everybody's on zoom, but <laughs> It makes sense then that the news, I think they were a little slower. Some of the morning shows and things like that were slower to pick up on that. Well, they had to figure it out because they have to talk to a producer and then they have to get with the anchor. I mean, there's like, there's a whole background thing that they had to figure out. Like, how do we not, you know, how do we now use this technology? The technology is there, but how do we incorporate it into what we do and all that kind of thing? So all of those kinks have really been worked out and yeah, it's happening across the country. So it's even more accessible. For everyone listening, definitely get Meredith's media kit checklist. You don't just do television media. So tell us about the rest of your business, how you're serving other uh, female business owners. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, media outreach that is happening. So, you know, there's print media. And the great thing about print media, because magazines, if physical magazines are still there, newspapers physically are still there. Now they're going down in numbers and things like that, but they are still there for sure. And then they all have their online properties. So if you're in a magazine or in a newspaper, you're all also on the website. And also on the website, there is daily content that comes out that might not be in a physical piece, you know, a magazine or a newspaper or something like that. So there's all those things. There's podcasting, there's radio, like there's all these different avenues to get out there and spread your message. What's interesting about how you have to approach the media is each media outlet needs something a little bit different, which means your outreach or your pitch, an email that you would put together, has to be a little bit different. Like you need to understand what the producer needs to have a great TV show. That is very different than what an editor of your local parent magazine, for example, if you're a parenting coach, they need something very different. So you need to have different hooks, different angles, different things that you can do. Like for example, in a print piece, if you're going to do approach like a business publication, you'll probably want to have at the ready that they'll probably ask you, do you have a client or somebody that we can speak to about what it's like to come to your store or patronize your business, those kinds of things. You would need to have that ready for a business magazine, but you don't need that for 
television. So there's just all these different things that you have to have in mind as you're approaching the media. And when you can show that you understand what they need, you can help them to create what they need much quicker. And then they're going to see, oh, this is the person I'd like to go back to because they get it, they understand, and they're going to help me create a great piece. Oh my goodness. That is so true that I learned that way back in corporate, just with your boss, find out what your boss needs and make sure they have it. Yes. So good. So in this case, it's the same thing. It's first understand the different types of media, find out what they need and give it to them. Make it easy. Make it easy. That is the name of the game. Because, oh, who doesn't want to work with even our clients? Like we have those clients that are just easy and they just do. I have a client that she will be implementing before we're even off our call together. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, send me more. I'm ready for more clients like that. Right. But that's, it makes so much sense because they're busy. I couldn't imagine being in that world and all the things that they have to juggle because they have to coordinate with so many people. Yes. Departments. I know you do makeover Mondays right now. You've been doing those in your Facebook group, the visibility collaborative, and we'll put that link in the show notes. Just hop over to Facebook and put in the visibility collaborative and it'll come up. But you've been doing these media makeovers. There was one, I think, right after Christmas that you did where you talked about going into the local papers and things like that and exactly what to find and look for to reach out. You provide so much value in your group and I'm excited. So I want to encourage everyone to join Meredith's group on Facebook. You can't go wrong. (laughs) Well, thank you. I love sharing tips and things like that and just giving practical steps to help people land their first media spots, but certainly not their last. That is wonderful. What I love about you doing the media makeovers is people are signing up and saying yes, and you're helping them with specific things, things that sometimes I might not even think about or that's on my calendar that, oh, we're going to do that next quarter. And it's like, oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about this, that, or the other. So we can learn so much as you are dissecting and helping others. Well, absolutely. Because a lot of these lessons are universal. So these Monday media makeovers are great if you want to have a media page on your website website and you're not sure where to start, or if you have one and you'd like to take it to the next level, or you'd like to have some assets there that are specific for a certain media type of media outlet, like we were just saying before, like if you're really targeting print, or if you're really targeting television, you might switch up your media page a little bit. Or if you have a a pitch and you're trying to get coverage in a local blog or a, a local magazine or something like that, I love to do makeovers just to help tighten up the pitch and create a story around it so that you're more likely to have the editor or the producer say, oh, let me find out more. Right. Because you know all the nuts and bolts. And sometimes we're just too close to our own stuff, right? Sometimes we'll write something up and like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. Let's not touch it. But the thing is, we're so close to it that we could be using jargon. We could be talking about something and someone else is seeing what we're talking about very differently. Their understanding of it is different or we're just too close to it to see it. And so it always helps to have another pair of eyes, especially some as experienced as yours. Thank you. Yeah, well, and and a lot of times, like, you know, for example, if someone has a book coming out, they'll say, you know, I'm going to tell them all about my book and, you know, all the chapters and things like that. And while that's great, that is not a story that they can tell. What they need is 
what's the story? And it could be like just a small little story that you share in your book, or it could be the reason why you wrote the book or, you know, something like that. It's not necessarily about the content. They just need an interesting story, an interesting hook about it. Same with an event. Like if you are, we will throw events live events at some point again. But even if you have a virtual event, it's not your pitch isn't necessarily about, hey, cover my event. In fact, your pitch is not about, hey, cover my event. Your pitch is more about, here's some value I can bring. Here are some tips that your viewers or your readers will be interested in or they could benefit from. And oh, by the way, they can learn more at my event. So you always have to lead with the value, which is why I do love media because you have to bring value. When you bring value, you're helping the media outlet have interesting content. You're helping the consumer of that media outlet to learn something. And then you get what you want, which is the publicity. So that is the win, win, win. And I am all about that. I love that. It is such a great way to do business. As you're saying that, I'm thinking so many things go back to just old school things, like what's in it for me when you're going at it from here's my book, here's my event, you got to cover this It's so awesome. You're doing what's in it for you, but you're not doing what's in it for them. And that's what value is, is like helping them help their people. I love so much being able to create relationships because that's where that really comes together and builds your business. And like you said earlier, they will remember you that you made it easy for them that you gave them what they wanted, their audience loved it, and they're going to be more receptive the next time you pitch. Yeah, and you said a very interesting word in there, the relationship, because that is what this is when you talk about public relations, it's your relationship with the public right? Your media relations is your relationship to the media. It's all about the relationship and and how do you communicate that and how do you build upon that, that know, like, and trust factor. So it's all about that relationship. We'll put the links to your Facebook group, your media checklist, the website, and all your social media in the show notes so that everyone can find you and connect with you. I'm so happy to have this media kit checklist because I forget things because I haven't been doing a lot in media. So much of my business has been word of mouth. Right. And now with this new shift in my business, I have to become more visible now. So referrals are great. And that's how the last 12 years I built most of my business. So this was very timely to get this checklist. So thank you for putting that out there. You have so many great things like that. You have so much knowledge. It's always great to have a conversation with you. Well, thank you. I'm glad you like the list. And you know, what's interesting about like most people, and you probably know this, when you ask people, how do they find clients and how do they grow their business? Most Most people will say it's word of mouth and that is fantastic and that is great. But when you get media coverage, it actually gives you something to talk about when you're in these conversations with people. So, you know, like, oh, well, what's new? And if you can say, oh, well, I just was covered over here. I'm getting ready to go on TV or I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and now that opened a door to this other opportunity or something like that. It gives you something to talk about so that that word of mouth can spread because then they'll, they're more likely to remember you and maybe share your contact with somebody else. So media can really help with word of mouth. And, you know, one of the things I've been sharing with my clients 
OPA, other people's audiences, mm. right? It used to be OPM, other people's money, but it's now in business, it is so much about OPA, other people's audiences. And that's what you're leveraging, the media's audience. I was thinking as you were saying that, it doesn't even have to be, oh, I was on CNN or I was on- MSNBC or the Today Show. Yes, or any, it doesn't have to be those big names. It's just what you said. It's something to share with someone, build a relationship because they can go listen to that. And who knows, they might be talking to somebody else and say, who has the issue that you can help with? I mean, it's just getting it out there is so important. So thank you for that. It's so incredibly important for us to look for those opportunities. And also when people reach out to us to share their story as well, because it's just that flow. It's the flow of everything and relationships. Everything comes down to relationships. All right, that sound means it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show, which is asking you some questions, getting into your mind and having you share you and the way that you do some things. So first up, I've been asking people this lately and it's interesting to me because as I've gone back and talked with other guests who I didn't ask this, there's a trend here. You're a coach. Have you personally ever worked with another coach? Oh, a lot for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I've been in business for 12 years. So yeah, I've worked with a lot of different coaches over the years. Yes. And I think that's, again, one of those shifts in our business when we realize, I think we go through that time where it's like, we feel like we have to know everything. And if we don't know everything, we're a failure or we should just roll it all up and toss it away. But there's that next phase where it's like, oh, okay, there are people out there who can help me do this thing, whatever you need right now. Exactly. I do. I think that's something that as we're stepping into the CEO role is just that it's a maturity that happens. And it's actually a sigh of relief. Like, oh my goodness, I don't have to know everything. (laughs) Well, exactly. And sometimes, you know, I've joined coaching programs to learn a specific skill. And sometimes I've joined a coaching program to be with people who can just help me process and think in a bigger, more expansive way. So sometimes it's about skill. And then sometimes it's just about surrounding surrounding myself with people who help take me to that next level. Um, so there's there have been various reasons why I have joined various coaching programs um, or masterminds over the years. I found that I love to have people in my life who are ahead of me. And I like to have those who are coming up the road behind me so we can all help each other. But it does expand your mind. Again, we're so close to our own work. And then somebody says something that is so matter of fact, because they're doing it right. And you're like, Oh my gosh. Right. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I could do that. Really? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And our, would you rather question, would you rather go a week without a telephone or a week without internet? Mm, I think a week without telephone because I don't really, do I use my telephone? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'd go without my telephone because I can still connect with people and send emails and things like that. So yeah, I would say I could go without my telephone. Yeah. What about you? Definitely the phone. It annoys me. (laughs) 
it annoys me. I have always said my kids used to get so upset when I wouldn't always answer the phone. And I'm like, that phone is there for my convenience. (laughs) And people seem to sometimes think that it's like, well, I called and you didn't answer. So yes, I definitely would do the get rid of the phone also. I don't know the text though. I know that's the thing. Like I I just have, you'd have to tell people I'm not available via text for a week. You just have to email me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah, it is. Maybe we can just turn off the the telephone part of it. (laughs) All right. When it comes to your business, obviously the bottom line is important to everyone. Other than the bottom line, what are the numbers in your business that are most important to you? Well, I mean, yes, I, I look at I look at revenue and I also look at spending, um, which I'll go toward the bottom line. So there was one year where I really did take a look at all of the spending because you know how you you know you need the this fifteen dollar a month thing or this ninety nine dollar a month thing and all these little things like they do add up. So there was one year where I just took a look at everything and I was like, gosh, I'm not really using this or I'm not really using that. And I ended up, you know, saving a lot of money just by really realizing I what I wasn't using. And in some cases I was, there were some things that were sort of overlapping. Like I, there was technology on one software that I bought another piece of software for. I was like, why this is redundant. It all gets down to, to the bottom line. But um, other numbers I look at would be, well, right now with my Facebook group, I'm looking at the numbers there because I am growing that from, from nothing like everyone does. That's really a number that I'm starting to, to track as of this month. And that's the number that pops in my head right now. Well, of course, because again, what we focus song grows stronger. Yes, (laughs) That's what's forefront of our minds. And with that comes engagement. I know you're thinking about doing a challenge. So let me know. Well, I'm in the group. When I see it, I will go ahead and add that to the uh, show notes as well for anybody who is listening down the road. Absolutely. And it's going to be so fun. It's going to be I already know what it is. I just have to wait till my group gets to a certain point. The challenge is going to be so fun. And it's really going to help people to have to lay the foundation to be ready for their media to take off. It's all the stuff that when I work with a client, it's like, we have to work on this stuff and get all this stuff done. And then we can start doing the media stuff. So I'm putting all of that into a challenge. And it's going to be awesome. That is genius, because we have a tendency to do that. I was talking with a client earlier, earlier today. And she was, again, putting the cart before the horse. And well, I want to do this, this and this and this. And I said, okay, you know, brought her back and she didn't have the framework set up yet. But we do we get so caught up in and I know as people are listening, I'm sure they're just like, Oh, my gosh, yes, I want media visibility to be on my list. So I'm going to go do all the things. But you with this challenge laying the foundation so that you have everything in place. I've been there. One of the pain points in my life is when I didn't have some things in place and you would have opportunities. And I'm a girl who says yes, and then makes it happen. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So then you have all this drama, like you're trying to get everything done in time so you can get it over to them. And the energy in that just you get so frazzled. I love that you're doing that so that people have ease around this so that they are more likely to take action on connecting with the media. Absolutely. There's something about getting your things in order so that you can look like the pro that you are, right? Because everyone's a pro. It's just there's just some things to put in place so that you can when the media calls you back, you're you're ready to go. Yes, when you can put that right in an email and send it over or have your assistant do it, that is fabulous. And again, that's starting the relationship off, helping them like very quickly and they can see that you're responding. Exactly. 
So that's great. Up next, we've got a question from a previous guest. Kristen had said that she loves to know how other people keep your blinders on and don't get distracted by the next newest thing. She's very cognizant that people that are the most profitable are those that are sticking to a plan and sticking to know what they know is next. How do you personally keep those blinders on and not get distracted with all the noise and shiny things out there? Oh my gosh, isn't that a great question? Because there's just, there's so many bells and whistles and things pulling us in this direction or that direction. And and they're great things. If they're not on track to serve us for what we want, then they are just shiny things. What do I do? I guess what I do is I know what my focus is and anything, you know, you've heard the saying before, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. (laughs) Sometimes I put it through that filter. Like, is this a hell yes? right now. And if it's not, then you can just say no to it. And in addition to that, like I find that sometimes I just have to unsubscribe from things, you know, we've we've all been there where it's just like there is a time to consume and to take information in and all of that. And then if you haven't taken action on it and it's just, you know, coming into your inbox or, or whatever, we have the power of the unsubscribe button. So sometimes it's just kind of it's like clearing things away so that you can stay totally focused on what you want. And then another thing that I really try hard to do is keep organized. So if I know I'm going to do these five things this week, or these five things today, when a shiny object comes, it could be shiny. And I could be like, Oh, that's interesting. But oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? Plus get all these things done. Sometimes I file things away or, or stuff like that. But being organized and knowing what you're focusing on and your priorities is really, really helpful. Because when I find that I'm not organized, that's when stuff can go sideways. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Yes. I love this. I just wrote this down. Hell yes or hell no. I love that filter. (laughs) So I'm adding that filter to my process. I love it. Hell yes or hell no. That is wonderful. So quick and easy too, right? Right. Now, last but certainly not least, I want to ask, what is a question that you would like for me to ask a future guest? One of the things that I was thinking of was, how do you choose the priorities that will guide your business? Great question. It kind of goes along with what we just talked about. But I think that's one of the names of the game is how do you choose those priorities? Because there's always priorities. And so it's just interesting to hear how other people go about that, how they decide what's urgent, what's not urgent, what's important. Yeah, I like that question. I love that. That's kind of like the prequel to Kristen's question. (laughs) You have to first know the priorities. So I love that. Thank you for that. Well, I will put that in our bowl that we pull our questions out of. Thank you so much for being here, Meredith. It has been a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me on as a guest. It's always a treat to talk to you. And I absolutely adore you. And all of your work that you're doing is so important and so impactful. And I just really appreciate you talking with me about what I'm doing and just sharing all this with your audience. So thank you. Well, all of that right back at you, Missy, because I appreciate everything you're doing out there to help other female online business owners stand out and be heard on their journey to becoming profitable CEOs. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.